places some monumental gates, particularly in the south, the gate beautiful in this direction, or some would place it farther in. And then what was sometimes called the gate of justice on this side over here for entering the court. And there would be certain ceremonies that would take place in these gates, entrance ceremonies, purification ceremonies, like the penitential ritual at the beginning of a Eucharistic service for Catholics. Once one got into the large court, one was almost like in that piazza around the medieval cathedral or maybe the large open courtyard, sometimes around public buildings, like a state capital. In this large open court, almost anything was permitted, provided there was something decent about it. For instance, one could lie down in the shade and take a little nap. Or one could sort of walk up and down reading, praying, they didn't do reading in those days, but reciting prayers, walk up and down, visiting with friends. One could sit down in aspects of it. It's equal to about two city blocks, you know. Therefore, their idea of temple was not the same as our idea of church. And that, I think, would be a very important point to remember on the the celebration of festivals. There could be singing, there could be areas where, the pic where families could gather for picnic meals. Also, without a doubt, business people would meet there and talk over bargains. Who knows whether they're bargaining or praying together. Political questions would be settled there. And it would be so easy for any one of these kind of deal to get out of hand and it would lead of course to Jesus angrily driving money changers out of the temple and the commercial aspects because they would offer animal and birds and other kinds of sacrifice, offer incense, offer grain, that all had to be available, candles had to be available and their natural tendency would be to flow over these little shops and the shopkeepers in the temple area. Now, the reason for saying that then is you begin to realize that for them, liturgy would almost include what for us would be family picnics, pilgrimages for a couple days, what could also include parades on our national festivals, what, what could also be like special prayer groups that would form. This group or that group could assemble in different places. Or they could gather together and be reciting the traditions of their background. All that is, is liturgy in their background. And if you just recall something mentioned now is that in the pre-exilic days, probably those different barriers of courts like the priests and the women and the Gentiles, those different barriers probably were not there. Like a Psalm 68 seems to have everybody coming right up to the altar. Not into the shrine itself, but up to the altar. And therefore, 
liturgy was really the life of the nation in its most celebrative way. And it's in that temple and that background that we ought to consider now what is to follow. In thinking about this, I, I put down here in the notes not a strict theological definition of liturgy, but rather a descriptive way in which we can look at this topic of liturgy. First of all, liturgy is what we are. What we are in our history, what we are in our achievements, what we are in our ability, whether to sing and narrate, to process leadership abilities, musical abilities with other instruments, what we are in our...